This is Bill Newman, WHMP. Welcome to the show. It's a sad show in a lot of ways today because we want to talk about what is on the front page of the Daily Hampshire Gazette, top of the fold, a large headline, as well as in the Greenfield Recorder, where, again, front page, top of the fold, this headline, an amazing public servant, Dateline Worthington, retired Hilltown lawmaker Steve Kulik dies at 72. Here are the first couple sentences by Scott Mersbach, staff writer. Over his more than 25 years serving in the state legislature, Stephen Kulik showed dedication to the needs and interests of those in the region's rural communities defining the term public servant. Quote, Steve taught us by example what it means to be a true public servant, said Natalie Blay, his successor in the 1st Franklin District, which covers about 20 rural towns across Hampshire and Franklin counties. Kulik, 72, died Sunday after an extended illness at his Worthington home. Here with us today to help us remember and celebrate the life of Stephen Kulik, we have Stan Rosenberg, former president of the Massachusetts Senate, and Representative Natalie Blay, who's mentioned in that article. Again, the representative, Steve's successor for the 1st Franklin District. John Seibach, who for some 15 years was the representative from the 2nd Hampshire District in the uh, Massachusetts House from 2003 to 2008. Bob Pura, who was for 18 years, now retired, president of Greenfield Community College, and Linda Dunlavey, who is the executive director of the Franklin Council of Governments. Thank you all so much for being here. I'd like to start, if I might, with Natalie Blay, part because you were quoted so prominently in these stories today, in part because you are the successor uh, to Steve Kulik in that position for the 1st Franklin District, but more because you knew him as a person as well as a legislator. I know this is a grievous loss for Western Massachusetts, in particular for Franklin County. I'd appreciate your thoughts, Natalie Blay. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. And uh, thanks for bringing us all together today to remember Steve. Um, for all you listeners <laughs> who are listening right now, many of us are in tears uh, as we're speaking with one another this morning. Um, your Steve was selfless and humble and kind. Uh, he was always there for me as I was learning the ropes as a new state legislator. He would always pick up the phone, he would text, uh, and I could always count on him for sound advice that was always thoughtful. Uh, and he just cared so much about all of us, certainly. He, it was his great honor to serve the people of the First Franklin District. And I have to say that it, as I wander around the district or you know, this, the halls of the state house, people to, you know, to this day were asking how he was doing. Uh, he, he clearly touched so many people's lives because when you talked to him, you knew he was interested in you and how your life was and what was going on. And uh, it, he was just an extraordinary human being. Yeah, Representative Blay, I'm, I'm going to turn now to uh, Stan Rosenberg. Uh, if you could mute and understand you're in a public place, and I really appreciate your inter interrupting your travels today to be with us. It's a great honor to have you with us in this remembrance of uh, Steve Kulik. I'd like to turn to Stan Rosenberg. Stan, of course, the former president of the Massachusetts Senate, quoted in today's articles in today's Daily Hampshire Gazette and the Greenfield Recorder. Former state Senate President Stan Rosenberg said Kulik brought integrity, compassion, and intelligence to his work in the legislature. Quote, Steve was an amazing public servant and an even more amazing person, Rosenberg said. Stan, could you be... Would you be kind enough to expand on those thoughts for us, please? Sure. Thank you for inviting me to uh, be with my former colleagues who are on this call. Uh, and basically, he was he was he was the chief 
nice guy in the state house. He he was the king of nice. But but everyone knew that you should not let your guard down because he was so sharp, so smart. He knew how to get things done at the state house without stepping on people's toes, without um, uh, stealing credit for other people's work. He was just an amazing coalition builder and a guy who just, um, humanity above all, and it showed in, in all of his work. He was just a, a, an amazing leader uh, who, who knew how to get things done. Um, I, I had the opportunity to work with lots and lots of people over many, many years at the State House, and no one did collaborator better than Steve. I, I remember when I first met Steve, and I carry with me the impression this is the most regular person in the world, warm and engaging and interesting and just utterly unpretentious. Uh, and I found out he was a really important person in the world. I said, really? I, how can someone be so important and just so down to earth? That, that was the part that was astounding to me. You, 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 you agree with that, I take it, Stan Rosenberg? Yes, absolutely. And it never changed from day one. I first met him when he was assistant secretary of energy and I worked on a project with him and smooth as silk, everything was possible and everything that he promised, uh, he delivered on. And, uh, and that's why people really respected him. If he said he was going to work on something with you, he did it and he did it uh, so skillfully and so carefully uh, to lead to, to a, good, a good result. Yeah. I, I, his legislative skills were really, really impressive. Let, let me ask uh, John Seibach about that. John served with Steve Kulik in the Massachusetts House of Representatives for many years. John was the representative from the uh, second Hampshire district and 15 years in the House. You had the privilege and honor of working with Steve Kulik what are your remembrances at this point in, on this sad day? John? Well, I, actually, Steve, Steve was a mentor to me. I first met Steve during my first term as a selectman in South Hadley, and Steve was a selectman in Worthington. At the time, he was uh, just about ready to assume uh, the presidency of the Mass Selectman's Association and the presidency of the Mass uh, Municipal Association. They would have a regional meeting where we, we could get together. And that's the first time I met this this amazing man who, as we just said, was so unassuming. Um, and so he really mentored me as I started as a selectman. And then going into the House in 2003, I also had the pleasure for the last 10 years of Steve being my seatmate. Steve sat to my immediate left for 10 years in the House. And, and we could joke, we, you know, there, there, believe it or not, there are some times in the State House where not much is going on. Uh, did you but, pass notes when the speaker couldn't see you? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we did. We did. We, um, Steve had a great sense of humor. Um, but I think the testimony is that, you know, Steve represented a district that at the time was not the largest geographic district in the state, but I believe had more communities than, than any other house district. And the reality was that he made the citizens of every one of those, I think it was 26 communities at the time, every one of those communities feel they were just as important as everyone else. And then he would go above and beyond. He didn't just represent his communities. He made sure that he was representing Western Massachusetts, all of the, I mean, he founded the rural caucus. He was concerned about, you know, issues like, you know, school, school transportation in, in these rural counties and rural communities. Uh, so Steve went, beyond his own district uh, and, and was so unassuming. Now I served with some people who would issue a press release for the opening of an envelope, but Steve, <laughs> it was never about Steve. It was about what can I do for the people of the Commonwealth? He was the consummate legislator uh, and, and was the antithesis of what people think about when you think and hear the word politician. It's hard, I think, for a legislature legislator who is, of course, one of hundreds in, in the state house to say, you know, here was 
what I can point to as my bill or my accomplishment because it's part of a collective uh, and uh, endeavor. But I'm wondering if when you look back on your career and Steve Kulix, if you can point to some laws where you say, you know, he was, we were important in trying to, without, I understand you're both uh, self-effacing and self-deprecating, but um, we really could take credit um, in substantial part or significant part for that law. I think for Steve, it was really broadband. Broadband in, in, in terms of the West and, and getting the administration to understand, you know, you got to think, here's a guy living in Worthington who's dealing, using dial-up. He's trying to communicate and, and, and doesn't have, doesn't have the, the, the ability to connect the way most of the other legislators and most of the other people in the Commonwealth and just kept hitting home with how important that was in, in Western Massachusetts. Um, and, and when Steve retired, it's interesting. You, you know, you talk, Bill, about how things are collective. They asked Steve when he retired what, what the most significant thing he did was. And he said, participating in same-sex marriage. Uh, and, you know, and, and at the time that, that we did that, we didn't realize the significance of those votes we took and, and the impact it would have, not just on the Commonwealth, but on the nation and on the world. Um, but again, it was never about Steve. It's what can I do to improve the lot in life for my constituents and other people who, who live in this, in this Commonwealth. I'd like to turn now, if I might, to uh, two of those constituents. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I'd like to turn to Bob uh, Pura, uh, president of Greenfield Community College for some 18 years, who retired in 2018. I knew, know that you worked with uh, Representative Steve Kulik. Your thoughts on this day, Bob? Well, uh, first, uh, um, I, I want to join with everybody else in, in um, reaching out to uh, his family and um, wishing them all the very best to know that uh, he and they are held uh, in our hearts. Um, uh, and and for, for, um, from my perspective, I just want to add um, what it was like to work with Steve with regard to higher education. Um, Steve was uh, a champion of higher education in many regards. Um, when he uh, had, um, and you know, a lot of people go off to, uh, to Boston or DC and have all good intentions, uh, find a system that isn't as easy as it looks from the outside, and how to make it work for your constituents, how to deliver and still maintain your own integrity and um, represent your people is not an easy task. And he did that extremely well. He, he uh, um, uh, always was uh, compassionate, uh, had great humanity in addition to all that wisdom and uh, the ability to make the system work uh, in, in the way that it was intended to. And uh, he, when, uh, when he was on Ways and Means, would bring the higher ed um, hearings out to Western Mass as a, as a point to state, uh, look at, you know, higher ed isn't just Boston. Uh, higher ed, uh, especially public higher education, is all of Massachusetts. And he would bring the hearings out, and he would go to GCC, UMass, or he, he'd bring it out even to, I think we went to Franklin County Tech once, and uh, he, he made a point of bringing the system to Western Mass in a way that uh, I think um, the history of Western Mass always uh, wants its uh, representatives to deliver, and he did that extremely well. Well, I think that's a great uh, segue to uh, Linda Dunleavy, who is the executive director of the Franklin Regional Council of Governments. Talk to us, if you would, please, about how Steve Kulik really brought Boston to Western Massachusetts and how effective he was, and I know he was, in terms of uh, getting for his district and his, the towns uh, at least a reasonable fair share of what Boston otherwise would not uh, extend to us. Thanks, Bill. And, and like everyone else, my condolence, condolences to his family and to all of us. This is such an untimely and terrible loss for us. Um, Steve did bring Boston out to us, but he brought his district to Boston, too. And my favorite memory of Steve was his statehouse office that was full of hats and pennants and banners and coffee mugs and glasses and posters and books and publications about his district and every town in his district. And when you went into his office, 
he was proud to show off all of it. And I think John is right that between Steve and Stan, they began the effort to solve the last mile broadband problem in Western Mass. And what Steve was so good at was staying focused and patient and knowing that things would take a long time, but we would get it done if we work together. It was amazing. This, <clears throat> excuse me, is our memory of Stephen Kulik, who passed over this past weekend. The last graph in the Daily Hampshire Gazette story today and in the recorder is this, quote, Steve was selfless and humble, grounded by his friends and the people he served in the first Franklin district Natalie Blay, his successor to that position, said, quote, he was an advisor, mentor, and friend to me, only one of many lives Steve touched during his lifetime of public service. We'll continue this remembrance of Steve Kulik right after this. There are places I remember Bill Newman, WHMP. Some have changed, some forever, not for better. Some have gone, and some remain. All these places have their moments. With lovers and friends, I still can recall. Some are dead, and some are living. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. Voting as well as early voting is the way to go. It shows that we trust the voters. They know why they need an early ballot. They know why they need an absentee ballot. It's not up to government to decide if it's a legitimate reason or not. The voters should get to choose. So this, I think, is a huge advance. 101.5, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. That stabbing pain in your neck that keeps you up at night. Ugh. The creaking noise you hear while climbing the stairs. Well, if you ruled out that your neck pain isn't your partner, and the creaking noise isn't the stairs, and it's your knee, maybe it's time to make an appointment with the physical therapy team at New England Orthopedic Surgeons. And at New England Orthopedic Surgeons Physical Therapy, you don't have to be a patient to set up an appointment. Whatever you need, the physical therapist at New England Orthopedic Surgeons will work with your primary care doctor to ensure you're getting the exact treatment for your injury and severity of pain. Physical therapy can be a great option if surgery isn't. Call or go online to set up your appointment today at a location near you in Northampton, East Longmeadow, Springfield, Feeding Hills, or Ludlow and get physical with New England Orthopedic Surgeons Physical Therapy. The holidays, baking, wrapping, decorating, and of course, shopping for that special gift. Hi, it's Jessica, owner of Fitness Together in Amherst and Northampton. This holiday season, consider giving a private one-on-one -on -one personal training session with a Fitness Together gift card. Stop by our locations, Amherst or Northampton, to pick one up in person. Or give us a call and we'll drop one in the mail. Give a gift that keeps the ones you love fit and healthy. Happy holidays from all of us at Fitness Together. Fred gets on his bike in Ashfield and starts pedaling. A few miles later, soap. Wait, what? When Fred pedals, it turns the soap paddle. Fred's soap is called Just Soap, the soap with a story. So many things at the Atlas Farm store have a story, like Divine Roots Lavender Face Cream. It's luminescent, a woman commented on Divine Roots Etsy page. This time of year, the Atlas Farm store is the Atlas Farm store and gift shop. So many things made here, like pedal-powered Just Soap and luscious lavender face cream. Did you know that you can prevent domestic and sexual violence? You can say something. We all can say something. Together, we can do so much. Say Something is the domestic and sexual violence prevention program at Safe Passage. Join a prevention lab to build your skills and find opportunities to say something to prevent violence. Join us and help make your community safe and healthy for everyone. Get more information or sign up for a prevention lab at saysomethingnow.org. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. 
We are remembering and celebrating the life of Stephen Kulik, who passed this past weekend. We are here with Stan Rosenberg, former president of the Massachusetts Senate, and Natalie Blay, who is the representative for the 1st Franklin District, which, of course, was Steve's district for many, many years. John Seibach, who was for some 15 years his colleague in the Massachusetts House. John represented the Second Hampshire District for some 15 years. Bob Pura, who, Pura, who was for 18 years, recently retired, president of Greenfield Community College, and Linda Dunlevy, who is the executive director of the Franklin Regional Council of Governments. Natalie Blay, let me turn back to you, if I might. You succeeded uh, Steve in the seat. I know, as you told us, he was a mentor and such an enormous help to you. I'm wondering if you have a memory that you would care to share with our listeners. Yeah, it's actually uh, John Seibach. You just um, made me remember the very first time that I sat in Steve Kulik's chair on the House floor, and this is this is a seat that was held that that Jay Healy's father sat in, and then Jay Healy sat in, and then Steve sat in, and then I sat in, and do sit in today. And I opened up the desk on that very first day of swearing in with my children and my husband beside me. And in the desk was a note from Steve Kulik. And uh, I will never forget uh, how special that was to me and um, just how considerate it was of him to have thought to do that, to take the time to do that. And uh, it just is such a clear example of what a caring uh, thoughtful person he was. Yeah, and, and I, I think, and I'm going to uh, turn uh, to, to John Seibach on this, and uh, it seems to me that when a person is really uh, known for and appreciated for his decency and his honesty and his righteousness, that it really helps in terms of the work and working with people and being effective as a legislator. Uh, John, would you care to share a memory? You know, it's 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 interesting because there there were the fun times as well, uh, and and Steve really wanted to enjoy it all. I mean, it, it would be the late nights, um, making sure you know th there were a group of us, uh, about five or six of us, that always hung around together. We'd have lunch together, and uh, if it was a late night, I mean, Steve had some some issues. Um, ultimately, had you know his knee surgery. And so Steve was the slow one in the group, wanted to make sure that one of the others got us a table. We have to, you know, you know, you're assigned, it's your job to run across the street and make sure there's a table by the time I get there. Uh, but it was just, just absolutely terrific. And, and I think the other thing is because of who Steve was, um, Steve, you know, his last term, he, he, terms he was vice chair of ways and means. And in some cases that person, has a ceremonial post, but really doesn't have the authority. And Brian Dempsey, who was the chair of Ways and Means at the time, gave Steve the authority, and Steve certainly utilized it and made sure that Western Mass was was well represented in the budget. When when you have a thousand budget amendments, you know we're not going to be able to deal and pass all of them. But those of us in Western Massachusetts knew that Steve would be advocating and would make sure that they weren't forgotten or tossed off to the side. Um, and then there was also, you know, Steve used to love to check the Red Sox scores. We're sitting there waiting as the debate's going on. <laughs> hey, here, uh, they're down again, or, or, or they won. So if you want to know how the Red Sox were doing, you just came over to Steve's desk, and he could tell you who was at bat and what was happening. Let me turn, if I might, on the same question of legislative effectiveness uh, to Stan Rosenberg, former president of the Massachusetts Senate. Stan, a memory you'd care to share? I worked so many decades with Steve that it's hard to pick one. So I'll just talk briefly about the very last thing that he and I worked together on in the legislature. And um, one of the smaller communities that he and I shared in our respective districts uh, had two needs in the same budget cycle. And it's, it's hard to get one uh, thing done for a community uh, and be able to guarantee the outcome. 
to try to get two in the same budget cycle uh, is is quite a quite a challenge. And uh, Steve picked up the phone, gave me a call, and said, uh, "What are we going to do about this?" And I said, "What's your suggestion?" And he said, "I'll do A, you do B." I said, "Fine." We hung up. He did A in the House budget. I did B in the Senate budget. We both advocated for each other's projects for that community in the conference committee. Both got funded. Steve, the coalition builder, Steve, collaborator in chief. Let me turn from former Massachusetts uh, Senate President Stan Rosenberg to uh, Bob Pura. Uh, for 18 years, the president of Greenfield Community College, who worked, of course, very closely with Stephen Kulik. Uh, Bob, do you care to share a memory? Uh, there are many, but uh, the one that stands out for me right now is I remember uh, going to a meeting <clears throat> in one Ashburton when they were going to reveal that uh, they were going to reorganize higher education and merge GCC with HCC. And, you know, that that shook, that shook, uh, shook, uh, us up at the moment. And so I walked from that meeting across the street to the State House. The first office I found was Steve's and went in and said, here's what I just heard. And, um, you know, it's important to remember Steve was a tuba player. Congressman Olber, Stan Rosenberg, Steve Kulik, tuba players, music lovers. But there's something about that tuba, tuba play player. Tuba player. There's something I thought about that's what the, you said. <laughs> the, 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 something about knowing the bass that when he looked at me and said, Bob, that's a crazy idea. We're not going to let this happen. There's something about a tuba player saying that that <laughs> resonated fully. And uh, and that there was some reassurance from Steve. You know, he was not one to, to blow fluff around. Uh, he always gave you the straight scoop, told you exactly where things stood. And when he said, we're not going to let this happen, we walked up to Stan's office and uh, and the, the whole uh, group, uh, the, the delegation and the community came together, but it was Steve that um, was the first office I found, and uh, his reassurance was uh, um, palpable. Um, it resonated like a tuba does in an orchestra. It did strike me. I remember that uh, suggestion, that proposal, now that you mention it, uh, that someone in Boston thought that uh, merging Holyoke Community College and Greenfield Community College was a good idea because after all they're right next to each other. What's the big deal? I, really, really. Um, but you you won that battle um, and you succeeded. Well, we all did, and and Steve was one of the many reasons. And uh, Stan and the delegation and the community came together. Uh, but it was, certainly was his reassurance immediately after that meeting that was um, so important. I'd like to turn now, if I might, from Bob Pura, who is the former president, long-term president of Greenfield Community College, to Linda Dunleavy, who is the executive director of the Franklin Regional Council of Governments, who has a, who is quoted in today's stories in the Recorder and the Daily Hampshire Gazette. Steve was such a good and kind man who leaves a legacy of public service and benefit to so many, said Linda Dunleavy. Linda, a memory of Steve that you care to share? Um, I don't have a particular memory, but I have hundreds of memories of the times that I would send an email or a text to Steve and say, I can't figure out what to do on this particular issue. And do you have a few minutes? And we would schedule a time and he would give me an hour and a half. And it would be an hour and a half of me presenting the issue and us thinking through what were the next steps and how would we take care of this problem and then we'd move on to the next issue and the next issue and the next issue. And an hour and a half later, I had, my day was good. I had plans, I had strategies, I had a path forward for five or six or seven difficult issues. We are remembering Steve Kulik. He died Sunday after an extended illness at his Worthington home. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Since you 
been away. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. Since you've been away, I've been thinking of you. Trying to understand. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Former state representative for the 1st Franklin District, Stephen Kulik, has died. He passed away on Sunday at his home in Worthington after a long illness. He was 72 years old and had spent 25 of those years representing towns in Hampshire and Franklin counties. Prior to being elected to the legislature, he served for many years in municipal government with a special focus on issues to do with energy and the environment. Friends and colleagues remember Kulik as a mild-mannered politician, eager to form coalitions, who always did his homework to deeply understand the issues. He and his wife Suzanne had just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary this summer. A South Hadley man is pleading not guilty to charges in connection with the murder of his father. Eastern Hampshire District Court Judge Bruce Malikian ordered 35-year-old Craig Weiss held without bail after his arraignment on a single count of murder and a charge of attempted arson of a dwelling. Investigators allege that Weiss killed his father, 70-year-old David Weiss Sr., on September 9th in their shared home at 37 Lawn Street and then attempted to set the house on fire. The case was continued until January 20th for a status hearing and the appearance of new counsel for the defendant. The Food Bank of Western Massachusetts is one of seven organizations that was awarded $100,000 from the Point 32 Health Foundation to help support the increased need for emergency food available in the community. The funds will provide additional fresh produce and non-perishable food, as well as support general operations, including staff salaries and fuel costs for distribution. For today, mostly sunny, highs 34 to 38. Tonight, it'll be mostly clear and cold, overnight lows 14 to 20. And the outlook for Wednesday, sun and clouds, highs in the mid and upper 30s. I'm 22 Storm Team Meteorologist Adam Stremko on 101.5 WHMP. This News Minute is brought to you by our partners at Holyoke Media. Yo soy Johan Rashivega con la síntesis informativa de Holyoke Media. El comité del 6 de enero de la Cámara de Representantes instó el lunes al Departamento de Justicia a presentar cargos penales contra Donald Trump por la violenta insurrección del Capitolio de 2021, pidiendo responsabilidades para el expresidente y un momento de reflexión y ajuste de cuentas. Después de una de las investigaciones del Congreso más exhaustivas y agresivas que se recuerdan, los siete demócratas y dos republicanos del panel recomiendan cargos penales contra Trump y sus asociados que lo ayudaron a lanzar una campaña de presión de amplio alcance para tratar de revertir su derrota en las elecciones de 2020. El panel también publicó un extenso resumen de su informe final con hallazgos de que Trump participó en una conspiración de varias partes para frustrar la voluntad de los votantes. En una reunión final el lunes, el comité alegó violaciones de cuatro estatutos penales por parte de Trump, tanto en el periodo previo a los disturbios como durante la insurrección en sí, ya que recomendó que el expresidente fuera procesado ante el Departamento de Justicia. Entre los cargos que recomiendan para enjuiciamiento está el de ayudar a una insurrección, un esfuerzo por responsabilizarlo directamente por sus partidarios que asaltaron el Capitolio ese día. Si bien una remisión penal es principalmente simbólica ya que el Departamento de Justicia decide en última instancia si procesar a Trump u otros, es un final decisivo para una investigación que tuvo un enfoque casi singular desde el principio. El presidente Benny Thompson, demócrata de Mississippi, dijo que Trump rompió la fe que tienen las personas cuando votan en una democracia y que las referencias criminales podrían proporcionar una hoja de ruta hacia la justicia al usar el trabajo del comité. El comité también votó 9 a 0 para aprobar su informe final que incluirá hallazgos, transcripciones de entrevistas y recomendaciones legislativas. Se espera que el informe completo se publique el miércoles. Yo soy Johan Rashi Vega y esta fue la síntesis informativa de Holyoke Media a través de WHMP. This News Minute has been brought to you by our partners at Holyoke Media. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. We continue our remembrance and celebration of the life of Stephen Kulik as the headline in the Daily Hampshire Gazette and the Greenfield Recorder says today, an amazing public servant. Dateline Worthington. We are here with Stan Rosenberg, former president of the Massachusetts Senate, and Representative Natalie Blay, representative from the 1st Franklin District, which is, of course, the district that Steve represented. John Seibach, who is the was the longtime, some uh, 15 years, representative from the 2nd Hampshire District, uh, the seatmate of Stephen Kulik. They sat next together in the House. Uh, Bob Pura, who is was the president of Greenfield Community College for some 18 years. He retired in 2018. 
and Linda Dunleavy, who is the executive director of the Franklin Regional Council of Governments. During the break, we were all talking about some of the accomplishments of Steve Kulik and his importance in the legislature, his importance to the district, as well, of course, what a lovely, just wonderful, gentle, uh, compassionate, decent person he was. We were talking about farms and agriculture, and Stan Rosenberg, you had some thoughts uh, that you shared with us. I'd appreciate if you would share them uh, with our listeners, please. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, so uh, John Olver was the powerful voice for agriculture in the State House for quite a few years, uh, and Steve Kulik, when he came into the legislature, joined in on the House side, and when John retired going off to Congress, Steve became the leading voice for agriculture uh, in, uh, in the Massachusetts legislature. And uh, Natalie reminded us of the uh, dairy tax credit. And Steve was uh, was very central figure in helping to create solutions for our dairy farmers. Well, let's turn back to uh, Representative Natalie Blay. You, can you fill this in a bit for us? Yeah, I mean, Steve was known in the State House for his work on all things associated with rural and small towns. Uh, so that certainly included agriculture and local food systems. And you know, I was just thinking, I, I think it's important to point out that you know, even after he retired, he was still involved in on local boards that supported local food systems and our farms, uh, including CISA. So, you know, that, that sense of public service did not end when he retired from the State House. It kept going in so many different ways. Right, I was struck by the article in today's papers about uh, Steve Kulik's resume before he came to the Massachusetts legislature and then his resume after he left. I mean, there, it's all community service. So this uh, headline, and this quote, an amazing public servant, is really true. I mean, it's, it's just borne out by his years of devoted service to the place he lived and loved. D during our break... Yeah, he had actually said, Bill, if I could, he had actually said he was not going to do anything for a year after retirement except build a garage. Uh, and he did build the garage, uh, but he could not wait that year before he got involved in all of those boards uh, and, and continuing public service. Yeah. Yes, he, he had extraordinary energy. I'd, I'd like to uh, continue some of the conversation we were having during the break. One of the topics we had uh, noted was Steve Kulik's devotion to uh, uh, quality education, schools and education. So let me turn, if I might, to Bob uh, Pura, who was the was the longtime president of Greenfield Community College for your thoughts on that, Bob? So uh, one of the, uh, to continue with this line of thinking and uh, discussion about agriculture and local food systems, um, the, the college began a program on sustainable energy um, and, and the, the farm to food uh, uh, movement. And so Steve was always a, a champion of the way in which all of that was uh, connected and integrated um, and was uh, very supportive of our initiative there. It started with Congressman Oliver's work and Natalie was a part of that in the uh, Northern Tier work. But um, uh, one of the clusters of that effort for economic development was uh, the sustainable energy and alternative food systems that um, was really such a good fit for Franklin Hampshire County, the whole green systems way of thinking. and. Uh, uh, Steve was uh, a voice for that uh, early on before it became a very in thing. Yeah. And, and that's one of the striking aspects of, of his public s service, which is he spoke out for things that were not necessarily uh, popular or things that would get you attention or, or are policies that somehow would uh, make you important on Beacon Hill. He advocated for those policies which made sense, <clears throat> not only for his district, but for the Commonwealth. That, that was just one of the most striking parts of, of, of his service. Uh, we were talking, as we mentioned during the break, about farms and agriculture and schools and education and broadband, three of the areas that Steve Kulik worked most uh, diligently on. Uh, let, me, let me turn to John Seibach, his seatmate, seat longtime 
a representative from the 2nd Hampshire District. Uh, John, your thoughts on his contribution to one of these three areas? Yeah, certainly in terms of the agriculture, you know, during my tenure, we saw a significant loss in the number of dairy farms. And Steve was absolutely concerned, you know, that, that, that the, the price we were paying and the farmers were paying as a result of federal subsidies were absolutely critical. And, and so did everything he could to preserve, preserve those, those dairy farms. Uh, his work with CESA, you know, both before and, and after he left, ensuring that, you know, the, the farms and the quality of the produce that grown in the valley would be known to everyone across the Commonwealth. You know, with, with education, as I said earlier, you know, the, the ensuring adequate funding or working on, on increasing funding for school transportation, for regional schools. Uh, and then even you know, public safety was another one. I remember a meeting we had with, with Bernie Forgey when I first learned that there were issues in terms of the radios uh, and that small communities were unable to, you know, be ensured that they would get responses in a timely manner. Uh, I remember a bridge closing in Conway, and, and the reality was that the closing of the bridge meant it was going to dramatically increase the time for emergency vehicles. And Steve, I believe this was prior to what was known as the uh, uh, the, the rapid uh, bridge project. You know, he expedited the expedited bridge project. He was able to expedite and get that bridge replaced in a very timely manner, faster than DOT ever imagined they could do it to ensure that people would have adequate uh, public safety protections. So he, he, didn't, he didn't have one particular field that he was interested in. He was truly a man for all seasons and for all issues. And whatever impacted his constituents is what he was going to fight for. Well, let me turn, if I might, from uh, John Seibach, a longtime representative from the 2nd Hampshire District, back to uh, Linda, Dunla Linda Dunlavey, who is the executive director of the Franklin Regional Council of Government, uh, on these issues or any one of them, would you share, care to share with us? Yeah, let's talk about the Franklin County School Project. Should we, Stan and Bob? Um, Stan. I'm and sorry. Steve. I'm sorry. We're on radio because you <laughs> listeners could not see a lot of big smiles from all the people on my screen. Okay, yep. you're on. Um, Stan and Steve. Many years ago, how many years ago was that, Bob and Stan? 15 or 18 years ago. A decade or more, yeah. Yeah, recognized that population was declining in Franklin County schools and that Stan and Steve would work hard in Boston to improve conditions for rural schools, but they also recognized that we really needed to help ourselves and that we needed to work together to think about how we could implement efficiencies, consider merging schools, working together and with our school districts to grapple with the issues of declining enrollment. And it was a hard project, hard. And yet Stan and Steve and Chris Donnell, and when he was a state rep, met with us at least once a month, often more than once a month for three years to talk about this project and to figure out how we could implement change. And it was such a hard project that we got a lot done, but it took another decade before we were able to issue the Rural Schools Commission report that Natalie and Adam Hines worked on so hard during the pandemic. But it's, it's a, a good example of Steve and Stan really getting in there and working with the region and with the district to address problems head on. We are celebrating the life and remembering the contributions of Stephen Kulik, who passed this last weekend. We are so, so sorry for the loss that we all have suffered with his passing. He was just an amazing member of this community and its representative. We'll be right back. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. Well, I got me a fire, I got me old fiddle when the sun's coming. 
Sunday mornings on WHMP means polka, polka carousel. Every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, TZ brings his award-winning polka carousel to the airwaves of the valley, playing the polka classics and the latest polka hits. There are polka hits? Brought to you by Saluzniak Funeral Home, Northampton's funeral home for over 110 years and four generations of unparalleled, thoughtful memorial care. It's Polka Carousel, every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, WHMP. Cooper's Corner in Florence can be a real time saver for you around the holidays. When you run out, run in. We have what you need. Cooper's is also the place to order fresh baked from scratch pies or to pick up a nice wine or fresh produce or deli party platters. Cooper's Corner, a part of the community for nearly 50 years. We're the Cooper's. We're your neighbors. We treat you right. Main and Chestnut Streets, Route 9, Florence. Open every day of the year. And in Northampton, State Street Fruit Store, Deli Wines and Spirits has what you need for the holidays and all year long. Open Seven days. The State Street Deli has the cheese you want for holiday entertainment like genuine Italian Parmesan, free with herbs, Morbier, French Saint Andre, and award-winning domestic cheese such as Vermont cheddar, Maytag blue, and goat cheeses. You'll also find at State Street a great selection of cold cuts and pâtés, and we create the best deli platters and fruit baskets. State Street Food Store Deli Wines and Spirits in Northampton, open till 9 every day. I'm Tony Warden, President and Chief Executive Officer of Greenfield Cooperative Bank. I want to wish everyone a happy holiday season and a safe and healthy new year. This is Mary Ross of the Co-op Bank, wishing all our customers, my family and friends, a very happy and joyful holiday season. This is Chelsea. And this is Maggie. From the Commercial Loan Department. We want to wish our family, friends and customers a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is Jane Wolfe, Senior Vice President of Residential Lending at Greenfield Cooperative Bank. I'd like to wish you and your family a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous new year. Hi, this is Missy Tatro, Assistant Vice President and Senior Mortgage Originator at Greenfield Cooperative Bank. I'd like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season. Hi, I'm Dawn. And I'm Erica from the Florence Branch of Northampton Cooperative Bank. We, we would, would like, like to extend our best wishes to our customers, families, and friends for a happy holiday season and a happy new year. Cheers. Want to support the kind of local talk you hear on The Bill Newman Show? Want to hear your business's message here on WHMP? Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. We'll help you craft a marketing message that'll reach listeners of your favorite WHMP show. And we'll be supporting the local news, valley talk, and progressive voices you hear right here on WHMP. Let us know about your message. Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. And add your message to our mission. And hear your message right here on WHMP. Your message at whmp.com. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. We are remembering the life, the contributions, and the amazing person of Stephen Kulik, who passed on Sunday, an amazing public servant. In the few minutes we have left, I'd appreciate your final thoughts. Let me turn to Linda Dunleavy, the Executive Director of the Franklin Regional Council of Governments. Linda? Um, I guess my final thoughts are that this is a very sad day for Western Massachusetts and for our community. And I think Steve will be missed by so many of us, his wisdom and his patience and his perseverance. But I guess for me, the most is that smile of his, that it, was, it would just light up a room. And Steve was really an amazing person and I am, feel very fortunate that I worked with him for as long as I did. Yeah, thank you for those beautiful words. Bob Pura? He will be missed. Um, uh, Steve was a smart, sensible, compassionate, good human being who served uh, communities, people, the state, the Commonwealth extremely well. I know there was a connection to the O'Neill family, and I don't think there's any elected official uh, that lived up to the notion that all politics are local more so than uh, and Steve Kulik, and uh, I was blessed to have worked with him for those 18 years, and um, we'll miss him dearly. Yeah, all politics are local, being Tip O'Neill's most famous political adage, I think. Uh, let me turn now, if I might, to uh, uh, former president of the Massachusetts Senate, Stan Rosenberg. Stan, your final thoughts to share with us today, please.
Oh, technology's been so good to us so far this morning, but you knew it couldn't last. <laughs> I, I, I was on mute. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, so we're, we're in that time of year where we think spiritual thoughts. And so I'll just um, uh, close uh, my thoughts about the, this conversation uh, with a teaching from my tradition, uh, which goes something like, uh, you're not expected to complete the work in your lifetime, neither must you fail to do your part. Steve, you did more than your part. Rest in peace. Wow. Uh, former Representative John Seibach. You know, I, I had the privilege of serving with a great group of people, Stan, Ellen, Peter, Steve. Um, it was the best, the absolute best. And Steve, Steve and I stayed in touch after he left. There was a group of us who would continue to text. We will miss that. Uh, but as someone said to me yesterday, Steve and Peter are now walk, looking down on us watching. And Steve is probably just kind of shaking his head saying he doesn't deserve this sort of recognition, but we all know that he does. Steve was a unique person and one of the best people that I've ever had the pleasure to know in my life. Yeah. And your friendship, it, it comes through with how you talk about him. Uh, and as you point out, very humble, self-effacing. Uh, yes. is a gentle and still enormously effective uh, legislator as well. Natalie Blake, you now occupy the seat that Stephen Kulik was in for so many years. I'd appreciate your final thoughts today. I mean, it's clear from this conversation and certainly conversations that we've all had with people who are feeling this deep sense of loss uh, since Sunday uh, that you know you could know Steve for five minutes or decades and learn something from him and his steadfast nature was in, was really remarkable he was unflappable and He's always level-headed. Um, and I do believe that is because he was so grounded in the work and guided by the people of the First Franklin District. Um, and Linda, you mentioned that smile. I would do anything to hear that laugh again. Uh, hearing Steve Kulik, <laughs> hearing Steve Kulik laugh was one of the great joys of life. And uh, we will forever carry pieces of Steve with us, and we are all better for it. We're going to leave it there. Stan Rosemary, Natalie Blay, John Seibach, Bob Pura, Linda Dunlavey, thank you all so very much for this remembrance of Stephen Kulik. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. And forevermore. And forevermore. That's how you stay. Play this game, you've got to be as sharp as a blade, as quick as a one-timer, as tough as plexiglass. Oh, and having a solid dental plan, that's probably a good idea, too. Hit the ice all season long, right here on the UMass Sports Network. 1415-1400-1240 WHMP. Pets and people, they belong together. They help us feel calm and loved with every tail wag, kiss, and snuggle. Dakin Humane Society believes in this bond, and your support keeps people and pets together. You provide resources so animals with medical issues Live can get the care they need to find talk homes. For Northampton and the Valley program. since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. A Northampton Radio Group Station.